shout out to our 300th follower at Yang is Bay, S Death is Bay on Twitter. And uh, our 300th follower, the thing I really like about this follower, Jackie. What do you like? They've got uh, some Mike Lindell. The my, Mike Mr. My Pillow himself, hatred. Uh, what do they say? Mike Lindell is a buffoon. Pass it on. Couldn't agree more. Shout out to our 300th follower. Woot woot. Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. And I'm Jacqueline. And tonight on the episode, we are diving into episode 8 of Survivor South Africa Malaysia. Before anything else, there's one thing I have to address. What do you need to address? Now, we took last week off. That letter? We took last week off for you (laughs) to write your thesis. And now I just want to give a Survivor Cast International congratulations to you for finishing your thesis. Good job. Amazing work. You've worked so hard. I think I was telling my students today that we did the math and I did like 34 hours of work between a Friday and a Sunday. You slept and you wrote your thesis. That's all you did. That's all I did. And was crabby. You weren't crabby. I felt like I was crabby. You did an amazing job. It's been two years of a lot of work over crazy circumstances and you deserve all the kudos super glad to be making over 40 grand now as an educator with a master's degree but now can we get back to the (laughs) the important business at hand covering the first season of survivor south africa malaysia oh my god could you stop thinking about the children for one second and could we get back to hein for god's sake i can't believe i fucking skipped a week for that shit yeah not worth it not worth it. <laughs> actually yeah Completely. i mean i also paid like thirty thousand dollars to pay my way through grad school so. i'm being very facetious of course it was worth it and then biden fucks us all over i only went to grad school biden because you told me you were gonna pay off 50 grand you motherfucker i mean biden's a motherfucker and that's the least of all i don't know <laughs> if the the non-repaying of teachers that's the minimalist well i mean is that even biden's fault necessarily i don't know if he dropped the ball on that per se i mean he could like write a little note and he could thing would things would be gone for four years and it's not like in four years the new president's going to be like oh okay so those of you who got 50 grand paid off hmm, i'm going to charge you that again you're talking about joe biden not forgiving student loan debt rather than like the the call the the government paying for teacher student loans specifically that right. falling through no you're talking biden about the, is, just the broad biden became president during a pandemic what should happen is freezes on all home payments all rent all full, like full rent and everything yep full rent freeze sure and then because fuck landlords um full <laughs> rent freeze <laughs> And then fucking disband the police. Disband the motherfucking police. I mean, if we're talking about the Biden fund, some motherfucking community support leaders. 
and restorative justice. All things Joe and Biden. Then pay off all student loan debt. All, like, yeah, you know what? Becoming higher educated to continually work in a system of constant. Jacqueline, Joe Biden has run for president many times. He's been a he's a career politician. He's been a politician like since the fucking seventies. He. He doesn't he's want to, evil. He doesn't want to do any of those things. I know. He he's like so he's if you want to become president, you don't want to do any well, I mean, of those he's things. He's not a radical leftist. He's the exact opposite of that. Radical leftists don't even want to fucking do that shit. Well, real radical leftists do. I suppose. I there mean, are very few of them though. Well, I mean, there's none in American politics, but there are some in the world and mm-hmm. and in America. You this know. is not how we start off this episode of no, Survivor this is like Cast. Both not international. <laughs> this is nothing to do with Survivor. Except for Survivor through the motherfucking let's, life. Okay, let's in let's a... settle down. Let's settle down. <laughs> We're covering episode <laughs> eight of, country. of Survivor <laughs> South Africa, Malaysia. All right. Stingray and, uh, Supper, Icefield Hunters. I have the best title for this, but I'm not going to drop it. Right. I know what your title is. I was initially really on board with it. Now I'm a little bit less Are you so. joking? Mm-hmm. So should I say it? Because you're not going to use it anyway, because you're the one who titles them? I think Stingray Supper or Ice Cold Hunters, I think those are maybe, those are in my, those are pretty up there for me. Boo. So don't, don't just tell me your episode name concept. Tell me your, what is your episode name? Pitch me your episode name. What is the episode going to be called? 7.5. And yes, I am happy. All right. Maybe. Because he says 7.5, yes, I am happy. He doesn't say, and yes, I am. I've got the exact quote here. I don't know. You have ellipses, which... Is a pause. Hmm. It doesn't mean the word and. I'm just going to say... It can also mean the omission of something. Hmm, it can. And I think you omitted the word and that's in a, your sentence. That's a fair point. Boom. Let's jump into the episode. Boom. That's thesis brain talking about quoting, but only taking the pieces I motherfucking want. So we're on episode eight. We've also been watching some drag race. Okay. So. (laughs) You don't even like me talking. We open the episode. Grant is once again. He's talking about Hein. That was me opening the episode. He's talking about (laughs) bowing down to Hein. How Hein is like master of his domain. He's king of the tribe. Meh. I'm over Grant. There are multiple people that I'm over. Okay. Grant. Who Grant. Else? Angela. Yeah. Fuck off, Angela. Why? I don't know. She's just annoying. She doesn't do anything. I don't like, I don't love Angela's like right hand man to Hein vibe. Nah, not good. It does kind of feel like just riding his coattails, Hein. I mean, Hein's like in a very specific pocket for the tribe where he's like the provider I don't think anyone really sees him as, like, winning. Or as, like, their buddy, except for Angela. Once they get to the merge, I think they all envision getting rid of Hine fairly quickly. And easily. He hasn't done great in challenges. Hine? Yeah. I mean, Hine's done... I he's mean... fine. He's fine in challenges. But he's not mm-hmm. like, oh, that's the challenge winner. I don't think of Hine and think challenge winner. I think of Hine and I think of he keeps the fucking fire going. He know. goes and gets motherfucking food. You might not think of Hein in that regard so much, but I do think that that might change when it comes to individual immunity. Okay. I mean, I Hein, 
he's been, I think, pretty instrumental in challenges in a way that you might be discounting. When I think back to like the the ball buried in the sand challenge, when I think back to the the last challenge with like even the throwing the sandbags, I feel like Hine played a big role in that. And even But his team lost. His team lost, but he's a big dude. He's like he's a big bulky male. And whether that's warranted or not, it's always going to peg him as a heavy hitter. It's always gonna peg him as someone intimidating in the challenges. And I feel like Hein does somewhat at least rise to that title, if maybe not all the time in all ways. I think it's somewhat warranted. So I think it does make him, you know, a power player. I can see that. I guess I'm thinking there are so many other power players still at play. Like, I think Mandela. Mandela is more of a power player. Dyke is more of a competition beast. Because Fucking... why is... I don't know if... I Like, for me, Mandela... Mandela's a power player because of his physicality. Yes. And I think Hein, even though he's not nearly as physical or intimidating as Mandela, can get lumped into the same category as Mandela as far as the tribe is concerned. Yeah. That they view Hein and Mandela both as big, big physical threats. And then there's, like, that second tier with, like, the Dyke. I think Dyke is a stronger social Grant player and, and like... grant is a stronger social player but they're way lankier than like they're neither of them are as strong as hind maybe not as strong provide but they're, as much as as hind does. they're faster and yeah definitely faster. it depends on like where you view that value like i don't know being only strong doesn't get you super far i completely agree but i think there's a perception like even when it comes to mandla I don't think Mandela's necessarily like done amazing things for his tribe, but he's a big fucking, you know, yeah. brick true house of a man. He hasn't really done much of anything anywhere. When it comes to brute strength, he's very, you true. know, anytime that you need just brute strength, Mandela and Hein are there. And then Hein has like an outside edge of being the provider. But I think that doesn't ever translate to being the winner. No, no, not at all. I do think Grant and Dyke are playing the stronger social game, and I think even Grant more so than Dyke. Well, then before we dive fucking in, sorry, I oh, keep swearing. We re- I'm swearing too much. Uh, it's okay. You're just like you're cocking off because you just fucking wrote a thesis. I mean, who wouldn't be? You should be cocking Settle off down. later. Settle down. Um. Okay. Uh, who do you think <laughs> is gonna win? Let's play fuck Mary kill. Let's play who's gonna win. Fuck Mary kill first. Between who's left, who are you fucking, who are you marrying, who are you killing? I'll go first. I'm going to kill Angela. Marry... I don't know. Lorette. And fuck Hein? (laughs) Jesus Christ! Over Amanda or Angie? I couldn't remember any of the ladies left in the game. And Hein's gotta be in there somewhere. Okay, I'm gonna marry Hein and fuck Lorette. Yes, I'm comfortable with that. Fuck the cops. Who who am I gonna kill? I'm gonna kill... Kill Angela, he said. Okay, I'm gonna start over. (laughs) I'm gonna kill Grant, fuck Lorette, marry Hein. Okay. Well, Grant's getting murdered twice over. Grant was my kill. Okay. I... I would fuck Amanda. 
Oh, oh, I forgot about Amanda. Oh. Fuck Amanda. Um, Damn. I know. And then I would marry... Oh. Amanda Hoosen? I know. Who the fuck would I marry, though? I don't want to marry any of these fuckers. Marry Hein. He'd provide for you. We could be in a three-way marriage with Hein. That would be cute. <laughs> me. <laughs> you, me, and Hein. Hein, I mean, be our provider. I feel like me and Hein might eventually, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Can I end there? All right, there we go. Maybe I'd marry Mandela. Not as old and gruffy as Hein. He seems like a fun guy. Yeah. He's chill. I would fuck Amanda, marry Mandela, and kill I mean, that just, Grant. Marry Mandela. That just has a I good know. ring to there it. There we go. If Nicole was still in the game, just to get my hands on that fucking cowboy hat, <laughs> fuck or marry, or kill, whatever I have to do. Any of them. All three. <laughs> Anything's on the table. Don't know what order. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the right. murdering last. Now, who's I don't know if I'm going to fuck or mar- marry you first. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fuck you when you're alive. Anything else, the order doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll marry you if you're dead. <laughs> uh, insurance claim. Yes. Scam. Insurance scam. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. We're who, not very who, far. Who do you think is going to win, though? Oh, God. I got so distracted by the fuck, Mary kill. I totally forgot about the winner. Um, I mean, I think Amanda would win just because she fucked me. Who are, who are you? Who are you put here <laughs> at this point? Who are you putting your horses behind? Nah. I, I don't even remember who we gave it to. No, you had your horses behind Lorette most recently. Did I? And I think I gave it to Dyke because I was honestly still feeling Lorette. Uh, She's under the radar. She is, but she's people don't un- like her. I, I don't know. I think Lorette. She's a she's a cunning player. I think she is under the radar, and I think she's been generally under the radar quite a bit. I think she might be a black horse. I think she might come out of nowhere. She's Caucasian. And take it. Who do you think's gonna win? I think <laughs> I just told you who Lorette. You're still sticking behind Lorette. Yes. All right. I'm gonna stick behind Dyke still. Oh. Nobody want. We didn't even mention Dyke in the fuck Mary kill. Eh. Hmm. He's too much of an asshole. Yeah, I'd much rather fuck Amanda over Dyke. Yeah. I don't want to kill Dyke because he's not as annoying as Grant or Shad. Yeah, all right. Or Angela. I would kill all three of them fuckers before I would kill Dyke. So getting into the episode, <laughs> we're not going to murder anyone. Oh, of we only not. have love for these people, but not sexual love, which is inappropriate. This is why he won't let me play Fuck, Mary Kill with people who are on live reality game shows. Which we practically did anyways. Did we? Okay. (laughs) So, on the Bajal tribe. Bajal. There are maggots in... Oh, so fucking gross. In Rieski. And it's interesting that they they ask... Rieski the goat. They ask Hein if it's safe, safe to eat. And he's like, if you cut around it. But I mean, maggots, don't you think that they... They're on more of the meat than where you're immediately seeing them. And, and they don't like they grow well, out of they fucking... like lay eggs and oh, I, I can't I, even no, oh, I can't uh, I can't imagine like no thank you. The meat was making everyone feel sick. Not and that fucking hungry before man. Before it had maggots in it. We all got diarrhea from eating the goat meat. I think so, I'm gonna leave it be at the point where there's ma- visible maggots. maggots falling in and like you pick off a piece and you rip a piece of half and there's more maggots inside. No, thank you. No. But surprisingly, it seems Didn't like Didn't everyone? I mean like Did everyone fucking eat that shit? Dyke and Angela do for sure. I think Grant possibly does. I don't know if Manla does. 
I don't know if Lorette does. Um, back on the Ebon tribe. Well, did I say Dyke? Yeah, you Dyke did. is not on that tribe. No, but he doesn't. You have met to, Grant. He doesn't have to eat goat meat because he fucking catches a stingray. Fuck yeah! In the middle of the night. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm out there, and I like stabbed it six times, and I like gouged its eyes. Oh. He's like describing his like underwater fight with a stingray and i mean the tribe they fucking love him for it right like even amanda who's been pretty so so dyke contentious with dyke she's like great job dyke it's just kudos all around for dyke for killing that stingray i think i keep getting angela and angie mixed up angie is on amanda with a shard and dyke angie but i was right okay angie Yes, because Angela is Hines. Angie is in love with Dyke. I wish. You think Angie is? Don't you think? I think Dyke's in love with Angie. Um, remind me who Angie is. The blonde on that tribe. Hmm. I can't picture her. Are you kidding? I can picture Angela, like Hines' buddy, but I just can't. Dyke's buddy, the one who hates his shard. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Amanda's buddy. Yeah. Yes. Amanda's uh, friend. Amanda's bosom buddy, as they get discussed as later on. Are you aware of the TV show Bosom Buddies? No idea. Do you know that Tom Hanks? Is it Friends with Tits? Is that the thing? Well, here's the thing, right? Yeah. There's a TV show from the 80s. 80s. It's what made Tom Hanks famous. Okay. It's a TV show where he and a friend, to get cheaper housing, they live like an all in an all-woman's apartment building, so they have to constantly cross-dress. Anytime they really? interact, anytime they leave their apartment or someone mm. that they live with interacts with them, they have to be dressed up as women. And it's called Bosom Buddies. And it's like an 80s. Do they pull it off? I mean, do they know, end up fucking women in their apartment? Yeah, dude. This TV show, this TV sitcom from the 80s featuring Tom Hanks has graphic nudity and fucking in it <laughs> full-on anal penetration i mean it's crazy is it implied it clearly isn't like a fucking porno but is it implied that they have as surely as alf's nose looks like a dick fuck it's... you <laughs> fuck you up the ass apparently my god <laughs> <laughs> you're the one who started this okay so yeah, you're being so stingray. loud. By you the way. are being so loud. Cut <laughs> <laughs> a stingray. He got a stingray, and then Amanda's like, "Oh, some wine would be amazing with this stingray." Did she? I think so. Okay. I have it quoted in my <laughs> okay, notes. Okay, well that's good. I think verbatim she says, "Oh, Dyke, how about a little wine with that stingray, muchacho?" specifically calling him a muchacho yeah and then she nudged him a couple times with her elbow and then put on her fancy ball gown and went to the dance yep the island dance (laughs) yep episode eight island dance Dance. there you go there's the title i mean we said it in unison it must be true (laughs) all right bringing us to the reward challenge what do you think it's gonna be I mean, we know, but you're taking a guess right now. I mean, we know, but you guess. We'll wait. <laughs> Hashtag reward guess. It is an underwater. I mean, surprise, surprise. It's another water challenge. It's all fucking underwater all the fucking time. There are so many water challenges in this season. It's an underwater puzzle. Both challenges in this episode are heavily water-based. Yeah, they're all about the agua 
all about the agua. Do you think it's easier? I think it does like it almost it's an element it's like a built-in element. Oh right? yeah. It, it like really requires you to be physical, right? Yes. <clears throat> well, and it's like it's something that you don't have to build that is uh Yeah. Yes, you know what I'm saying. I know. Um Do you know, listener? <laughs> what is he saying? Can you I hashtag mean, we've circled interpret a, Cody? We've, like, we've circled a very obvious point for like <laughs> two minutes now. <laughs> So yes, I think they know what we're saying. <laughs> Hashtag interpret Cody. This pu- they have to. It is an underwater puzzle. They have to dive down, grab a piece of the puzzle underwater, one by one, one tribe member at a time. The and last, swim it? yes, the last person to dive down and get a piece. That is the person who solves the puzzle. And they're playing for Jackie. Pork chops. No potato salad. Hunter's beer <clears throat> and chicken. Now, I don't know if I agree with you. I this is so this is such a ridiculous. Do you okay? This is a ridiculous point. They just called them hunters. They didn't say hunters beer. Jackie, they showed like... the beer and on the label <laughs> it says hunters. In South Africa, they definitely don't just refer to all beer as hunters. It is one thousand percent a specific <laughs> brand of beer. <laughs> Like Foster's. But they said soda. They said soda and beer. And then, yes, they said mm-hmm. soda and beer. And then oh, after no, that point, they, no, no, they said soda and beer. <laughs> no, no, they no, did. No, no, I'm sorry. No, You're correct. They no, said soda and no, beer. No, and then no, after that point, they referred they to the beer Shh. as Hunter's because no, it was didn't. specifically Hunter's no, beer. They, didn't. they just said Hunter's. They just said we Hunter's. We need to finish describing this challenge. Okay. So. They go one by one, and they have to swim down and try Except to grab... Except for Baby Lorette, because Baby Lorette sits out. Yes, Baby Lorette sits out. So, the swimming against each other initially, it's Amanda versus... Your fuck buddy Amanda versus Grant. Stop. No, just kidding. That was too far. There's no... <laughs> She's not going to listen 20 okay. minutes into this episode. You're right. Um, I was surprised that Amanda, who is a strong swimmer, we learned this on our podcast, she, she swam yeah, she's in, in the school. Swim. Yes. Yeah. So surprised that, one, she did, like, the smallest amount of, like, swimming involved. Because the last person I feel like had to swim the most. Yes. Because they're getting the last piece and then bringing it to where yeah, the puzzle is Yeah, and done. you're like, probably the smartest on this fucking tribe, Amanda? Am- Amanda is definitely the smartest on the tribe, yeah. and she definitely should have been the anchor and, like, the person who can, A, catch up to all the time you've lost, and B, swim the most, yeah. and then C, solve the puzzle and have the smarts and the wherewithal to solve the puzzle while exhausted from being the anchor. I was really Which, surprised. Surprise, Amanda surprise. Wasn't. Dyke fills that role. <laughs> and although they pull it off, he it's spoiler. Well, I, we're fucking talking about it. It's just by the, the hair. You know what I mean? Like Dyke was not the ideal anchor. No. So round one, it's Amanda versus Grant. Mm-hmm. Grant, he beats Amanda. Grant beats Amanda. He is, I mean, I Grant, he is a, he's a bit of a, he's an intimidating presence. You know what I mean? He's very savvy. He's very smart. He's physical enough. He's go, emerging Grant, as a really well-rounded player, despite not loving him, I think. He totally is. Round two is Angie versus Hine, whose ankle has been injured. 
No, no. Does he injure it here? At the end, yes, when he yes, gets yes. back onto shore, he like rolls his ankle running onto shore with the puzzle piece or some shit like that. Absolutely. Which becomes a big, like, I mean... This it's a is, big piece in the... I'm worried about Hein. I think this might be the end of the road for Hein. There's a reason you didn't say Hein won. No. I'm, I'm concerned about him. You know, I mean, like, the thing is, like, he, his whole game is built around providing. Because the thing, you're right, he doesn't loom large in challenges, even though I think he does provide quite a bit. He doesn't stand out. No. And I think the minute Hein can no longer provide, coupled with the fact Hi, that Hein. people are concerned about him post-merge, he's fucking out the door. I mean, not to hop ahead, but to hop ahead, like... When they go back, I mean, we're not like fully hopping there, but I'm just like side tangenting there. We can, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I think it's Grant who's like, you know, Heinz been taking it easy. It's not as easy to have food and water and fire, well, I, but I, we're I making survived. it work. We're I survived doing fine. without Hein. We're fine. Well, that's the whole thing. You get a taste of like, you know, things aren't as good without Hein, but they're just fine. Fine without Hein. Hashtag fine without, fine Hein. without Hein. But Hein, he's, it's like we're getting to that point we're going to merge soon. Maybe we just get rid of Hein now. Yeah. Maybe. maybe it's the time to get rid of Hein. Pull, but I don't know. If you get rid of Hein now and <clears throat> you leave Angela, she will jump ship. Angela will jump ship if Hein is... Out of vengeance, too. Yes. Like, you fucking got rid of Hein? Hein... Fuck you. Angela wants... Fuck you. Fuck you. I hope that popped. You broke my Hein, men? Fuck you. (laughs) What are you, a bicycle? What are you, my first lover? Breaking my Hein, men? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a dork. Okay. After Angela... Angie and (laughs) No listener just laughed as hard as you just <laughs> laughed yourself. I mean, that is a dirty, hilarious joke. You broke my hymen? And I even mentioned a bicycle, because mm-hmm. sometimes girls break their hymen while riding bikes. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it's, then... I love... It's Urshad versus Mandela. And Urshad, he's like, he's fucking up another challenge. He can't find the puzzle piece. He's having to dive down. He does eventually. I mean, like, Manla does lose the lead for his team. So Ashard does catch up for that. He does. But I mean, like, it's just funny that no one struggles with finding the puzzle piece as much as Ashard. Mm. And it's just by the grace of God. That Mandela swims past it. Mandela has to I, fucking double back. The funny thing is, like, Mandela is so much more competent than Ashard. And I like Mandela so much more. But he fucks shit up. It's like on the like with the the two challenges that Urshad has like very noticeably <laughs> fucked up. Mandela has either been involved in the fuck up or at the same time has been kind of equally fucking, fucking up. up. So I mean, and it's funny that like in our magnanimous Mandela episode, Mandela. I love that you just pull that fucking title out of your brain. He's the only member of his tribe who cops to the fact that he's also fucking up in conjunction but with Urshad. But we Urshad. noticed that as we watched. Like, and no one no one even takes Mandela, note of like, it. like, kicks out of the... Yeah. He's like, oh, maybe I'm the one who fucked up. You and were the one that fucked up. It's just interesting. Interesting. So after Ashard passes over Mandela and Mandela loses the lead, it's doik. 
<laughs> Doink. I love that this is emerging so late in the... Doink. <laughs> so, Doink. And why did you... Doink and Angela. I'm just noticing that you have copies Angela here. Oh, okay. Because Dyke and Angela get it. And Angela is there first? Angela... Angela... They they start solving the puzzle, and yes. it's like a three dimensional triangle esque pyramid tr puzzle. And Angela is very close to solving it. She like to the point where she calls Mark Bailey over. She's like, "I think I've got it," but it's not correct. Nope. Dyke fucking looks at what she has. Fuck it. Copies it and then gets it like the one piece that she has that wrong. Flipped wrong or he something. Flips it the other way and gets it correct. Like he absolutely looks at what she has. He's not smart enough to get to that point by himself. But can fucking figure out He's that smart. last goddamn piece. I don't I like Dyke. Yeah. Do you, I, I like, like Dyke too. I like Dyke too. I think like his He's so his ignorance and perceived racism at the beginning of the season really rubbed me the wrong way to start. He almost but like he like Angela or he, like Amanda and him. He comes around, yeah, right? She he comes, like gets more okay with him. I feel like I'm getting that way too. Through time spent with him, right? I yeah. feel like he he shaves off his sharp edges and Amanda warms to him. And then I also feel myself doing the same thing. Totally. And he, I don't know. He really tries. Like, he fucking gives his all for the tribe and in all the challenges. It's like his best friend and only companion in this hind yes. gets ripped away from him. And does he cry? <laughs> does he complain? No. He fucking steps up. He builds new bonds. Maybe and, fucking Dyke should win. And he wins it for his tribe. Okay. With that, before we hop into so this just wonderful... So, Iban wins. They win. They win the challenge. They win reward. Dyke wins the challenge. Dyke. Dyke won it. And we're going to touch on that because he really wins it. Dyke wins it. When we come back. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. So we left it at the end of the reward challenge. End of the reward. Now, I have that it's day 16 at this point. Okay. So they're 10 to 11 days out from the end game here. Okay. So more than halfway. Yes, more than they halfway. They are more than halfway. All right. So Heinz fucking injured. Yes. Don't know how that's going to play out. I do have a note here. I love Heinz' facial hair. I think it's looking pretty sweet as it grows in. Could not tell you what it looked like right now. Grant, he's going for Mandela. He, um, before the full extent of Heinz' injury kind of rears its head, I feel like Grant is honed in on Mandela going home and critiquing him for not wearing goggles mm -hmm. in the reward challenge specifically. I like have grant equals rude i don't exactly remember what he was saying but i just remember he was like a total dick he was he's like he has this like grant, this, this is why you got murdered twice grant this is why we fucking murdered you and didn't fuck or marry you exactly i mean that should be a real wake-up call some maritime lawyer you are do you even have a partner oh <laughs> that's mean um so anyways but are they racist lorette has a really interesting perspective here where she 
she makes this comment about going forward we need to better communicate and we just need to like guide one another more productively during the challenges yeah where grant's also fucking pissed at that comment i feel like grant definitely didn't like it i mean i don't know if it's necessarily directed at grant um but lorette you're also never in a fucking challenge lady it was so interesting that the opposite tribe was pegging lorette as the person preventing somebody from participating in the challenges right Lisa, maybe yeah. i think it was lisa and now that lisa has gone home, oh i was gonna say is lisa still even in this no, no she's gone now that lisa has gone home it's lorette who's been sitting out yeah so i mean just kind of interesting food for thought you wonder what got lost in the edit or just what we're not seeing yeah really interesting i wish we had a beyond the torch moment for that Hein, he is now limping noticeably. It's not a good injury. He's using a stick as a cane. And Grant, he's getting hungry. He's like, it's always kind of like a funny moment when these people, and I think it kind of came up earlier in the season too, like the the critique and the flag that Hike and Dine, Hike. Hike and Dine. (laughs) Dyke and Hein, (laughs) I mean, because they were kind of one person at that point. That they were getting for not being able to provide for their tribes when they had kind of made those lofty promises. And now it's like, Hein is injured, Grant is hungry, and Grant is immediately like, well, I'm hungry and Hein is here, so fuck Hein. Let's just get rid of Hein. Right. He's not bringing me food. It's like, Grant, you've never provided food for the tribe for anybody especially yourself motherfucker especially yourself jesus christ motherfucker (laughs) um and then switching to i mean the real fun of the episode yeah we've got (laughs) i was waiting for you to elaborate on nope just just, sound effects you're just the hype man the flavor (laughs) flavor of the podcast if you will you should see the chain around my neck you ever watch Flavor of Love? Oh, yeah. Did you? I think I was in, like, high school, like, probably in, like, ninth grade. Yes. When I was, like, hardcore Christian. And, like, it, I, I'd i stay up late and it was oh, so, so if my mother. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because, I mean, frankly, Flavor of Love is pretty, like, out there and dirty, even by modern reality standards. Oh. There's a lady who, like, takes a dump on the stairs. What? And, like, the first... Or in the first episode of season one or two of Flavor of Love, a lady poops on his stairs. Definitely don't remember those details. Just know that he was like dating people who were dressed real scantily. And then the spinoff, I Love New York, the the woman who won season one of Flavor of Love got her spinoff show. But didn't end up in love with Flavor. And then there's like the... Uh, I think, like, they got together, but, you know. Who's a... There was another, like, spinoff show. Well, there's the... That um, is, like, the bisexual girl. Oh, fucking Fucking Tila Tequila. Yeah, Tia Tequila. Tia Tequila's awful. She, like, (laughs) in a bid to stay relevant post her show, she's, like embrace nazism what i know she like fucking I'm kidding not, me? she openly talks about how she like no idolizes adolf hitler no just way. in like an awful like google tia tequila hitler in just like a bizarre bid to stay relevant and in the headlines in like the most awful way possible like in the most brazen distillation of 
give me attention even if it's bad attention i can't believe this i just remember her being like my first interaction with a bisexual person. Tia Tequila. She, she got again, like, she, she like, she shows got, you how awful my childhood the, she was. She got the exploitative MTV, I'm a bisexual reality show with both men and women on it, right? And it's totally just exploiting that concept with no integrity whatsoever. And then from that point, after like two seasons of that, she rides that fame into performing at like, gathering of the juggalo icp events yes where she was famously booed off stage and pelted with bottles of fago at an icp event from there in a like brazen attempt to stay famous has embraced nazism and advocating loving adolf hitler I am like. Are you seeing, finding this? Are I'm you, seeing yes. pictures of her doing like the Hitler salute. Yes. So that's where Tia Tequila's at. My I was God. Like, did you ever watch the, uh, you know, the song, uh, like, every rose has its thorn. Every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. Yeah, I know the song. Brett Michaels, the lead singer of Poison, his reality dating show where he dated women. Okay, it was I just like, don't know that. At it was all. like the uh, Brett the, Michaels. It was like the white person. Yeah. Okay. Flavor of love. Yeah, I gotcha. I'm just curious if you watched that. And I did not watch it, but I was aware of it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just like Tia Tequila is a Trump support, a fervent, a fervent oh, Trump supporter. I mean, she loves Adolf Hitler. Has a long, you... confusing history of pro Nia, pro Nazi leanings. I'm telling you. Ah. <sighs> I'm not happy that I know as much as I do about what Tia Tequila has been up to since the height of her fame. It's just wasted space in my brain. I love that we're getting the on-air reaction to you finding out Tia Tequila is a fucking Nazi. This is like the worst day of my life. Isn't it like, she's like, the thing is, right, it's like Tia Tequila, like some loose woman willing to like go on tv and be super sexual on tv and that's all fine that's, that's all great. well and good that's encouraged hey we love it right do your thing tia tequila but the minute you're a fucking nazi come on like, also you're a vietnamese american like you're su- pro- supporting white supremacy like i'm so I, sorry you're supporting like, like i'm sorry tequila you're supporting totalitarianism and nazism after what's been done to your fucking home country by the u.s imperialism by fucking france by all of the countries that have you know raped vietnam and done awful things like truly horrible things to the people of vietnam it's disheartening how did we even get on this fucking subject this favorite a- flave because i was being ridiculous and now you sucked it all out hey, of me i'm telling i'm sorry that everything has a dark underbelly God. what a Can crazy just, episode like- Go live on a farm. Okay. So, um, <laughs> they're eating potato okay. salad. Here, and, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. The best part of the, the episode. Fucking picnic. We're at the picnic. Looks amazing. Got potato salad, vet, potato salad, potato salad, veg, chicken, beef, beer. I love that immediately Dyke is like, somebody try to locate the hunters where are the beers like that's the thing well he's, he's also right manning the, the grill totally. so he's like 
I'm fucking cooking for everybody. Somebody better motherfucking be bringing me a beer. I mean, I feel it. If I'm on an island cooking, I definitely want a beer while I'm doing that. But they walk up and the grill or the brie yes. is set up. Everything's already cooking already. It's. I find it interesting. They like got it going and set things on it and then dipped away real quick. So they had to do most of the cooking, which sucks. It's not like food was ready. I kind of like that, though. I think it's kind of cool that they have to show up and do the cooking for themselves. But Amanda and Angela immediately go to the little table that's set up and is like fucking potato salad, dipping their fingers in it, just like (laughs) eating some fucking potato salad as Dyke immediately goes to start tending the grill. Yes. Well, and I like... I. While watching the scene, I really warm up to Dyke. He is very down to earth. He like drinks three beers in a row right off the bat before getting even deeper into that, which we'll touch on. You've, <laughs> uh, given some great foreshadowing to. And uh, I like that like Amanda and Angie are really tight and that is really shown. And you can see them all warming up to Dyke, but nobody really warms up to Ishard. Ishard. Ishard doesn't drink. No. And Which, I believe like, that's part of his religion, right? And what, That's fine. Super cool. It's interesting that he, he makes a few comments, I feel like, as people are getting loose-tongued when they're drinking. Of he like, says things to them and says things to camera. I have... Of, that, like, don't drink so much. Like, don't drink so much. He, like, says that to Angela. And I honestly think that Ishard did not have ill will. He says it after Angela is like, oh, I don't mean to say it, but like, I'm full. And Ashard is like, oh, just don't drink so much. Like, you're filling up on beer when there's all this food. Like, yeah, yeah. if you're drinking beers, you're not going to be as hungry. I, if you're filling up, eat some food. That's what Ashard, I think, meant. Jacqueline, I appreciate that that level of nuance. I think you're really, you're really paying attention to what's going on in the moment. You're... Because I, I think I knew that initially, and then I took notes and forgot, and it's so easy for it to be misconstrued. A hundred percent. Angela misconstrued. Urshard is just being it. practical. As a person who doesn't drink, he's like, we have all this food, enjoy the food, don't don't drink so much. Yeah, you're. that's completely his meaning, and Angela takes it as like this, yeah. this guy who's not drinking, commenting on me drinking too much, being loose-lipped. But he does also, like, he says to camera that he's purposely avoiding them because he's worried of what they're going to say while drinking. I think it makes him un- uncomfortable. Yeah. He he seems uncomfortable. And, I mean, I think that's understandable if you're a person who doesn't drink and you're the one person not drinking. And, like, Dyke you is... feel the energy changing. There's an energy switch. 100%. There absolutely is. And Dyke is, like, indulging. And, like, like yeah. Amanda... Seven and a half. And, yes, he is happy. <laughs> Angela and Amanda are tight, and the person that Urshard is tight with is, like, three sheets to the wind. Right. And, like, three sheets to the wind, and also buddy-buddy with the two other people. Which leads right into, I don't know who initiates it, but Urshard starts to be called, like, the stepchild, where he's he's very much being, like juvenilized and oh, yeah. cast as an outsider. And Amanda and Angie are like hardcore on that vibe. And then Dyke is like, he's on the borders of it, even if he's not directly engaging just by being so buddy-buddy with them while they're very much on that kick. It just makes a dynamic of the three of them and Urshard 
And with him also not drinking, I think it's further emphasized. Absolutely. And and him already feeling like slightly on the outs, like you said. Totally. Um Wake up in the morning. Yes. Oh, seven and a half. Dyke has drank seven and a half beers. That's not how long his dick is. That's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> yes, he's That's not, how many he's beers not he's had. He's the, not happy about his at being moderately endowment. well endowed. Right. And uh, so yes, he wakes up the next day, and the quote I have from him is like, "Some homeless guy slept in my mouth oh, and God, left yeah. the blanket." Oh yeah, so so bad. This is like a hilarious distillation it's what, great it's a great visual to add to that just like you can feel it like oh like feeling like your mouth <laughs> is like fuzzy and like a blanket well and you're drinking and... you haven't brushed your teeth oh gosh for nearly three weeks although i mean they've got i mean their, i've maybe gone their, like, like two days without brushing my teeth and my mouth feels disgusting imagine nearly three weeks and then getting drunk and eating potatoes, eating potato oh, salad gosh. alone and beer without too. brushing your fucking teeth well, would be remember, disgusting. They do have their like island toothbrushes that, you know, Angie revealed that Dyke showed her or Hind, Hind yep. showed Dyke how to make. So they're like, they're brushing their teeth in a fashion, but it must not be as good as actually brushing your teeth, right? No, absolutely not. So... Urshad is like he's really leaning into like kind of being the odd man out on the last episode. He's openly saying that he wants them to think of him as a pushover. Right. Because then he's hiding how skilled he is. He's hiding how much like talent he's got and that um he'll he'll go into the merge kind of under the radar, which like if you fuck it, make if you fucking make it to the merge, man. If you fucking make it to the merge, yeah. I literally have in my notes day seventeen. Smiley face. Will they throw it? I could see Angie, Dyke, and Amanda being like, "Hey, this dude isn't with us. If we merge, he's not going to be a number for us. Let's fucking get rid of the dead weight now. Make them think we're real low on the totem pole." You pull in Dyke. I can pull in like Lorette or some, or I don't know who the fuck Grant. Well, Angie and Grant were close, yes. so it's like you pull in Hine. I pull in Grant. We got, we got, we got shit going. Which is an interesting. I mean, the potential for a throwing of a challenge is a very interesting point to bring up, considering that the immunity challenge ends up being a non-standard immunity challenge. Okay, but before they, we go they into don't that. Have the opportunity to throw it. I'm gonna before you hop into that. There's I, no, a, I also okay. have a bunch of stuff to talk about before that. Cool. Do you have anything else to talk about on the blue tribe? Uh, no. I mean, I just have a note that it's Dyke and Urshard that, despite everything from the reward challenge, like they are, they have each other's back. They are buddy buddy, and they are the two that are going to be going to. Shh. Not don't touch on that yet. No. Well, then let's switch over to Bajau. Yeah. Hein okay. is saying that, like, despite being injured, if he needs to go home, he will be honest about that, right? That he will openly tell his tribe mates that. I see, I have it in my notes slightly differently, and it gets the same point across, but I have that he thinks he's that, like, he's he straight up is like, I'll let you know, 
I'll let you know if I can keep going. Well, he's very, I mean, like, he's saying that, but I don't trust Hein to be, uh, you no, know, no, no, a dependable but, like, narrator. What I'm saying is, like, he thinks he has the power to dictate whether or not he's going okay. to stay. He's like, you're saying, he's not saying, I'll let you know if I'm good or not. He's saying, if I'm not good, I'll tell you. Right. Which is a different thing. It than is a like, very different That's thing. not the same thing as, like, I will be honest if I'm not a hundred percent versus like if i'm not good you'll i'll, I'll tell you i'll let like, you know which is saying that i yes. am good yes that's how i felt hein before immunity he says he's like 75 percent better which, Dude, you're still fucking limping around well you're not you're not providing 75 percent of the food you were you know what i mean like you're not if you're 75 percent better you're not performing at two-thirds of what you you know three-fourths of your current of your former capacity not at all um communicate comes and it's immunity for all but two people two people you're sending two people well, away yes, from your not tribe immunity but two people but for this challenge only each tribe each tribe is putting up two people to compete the rest of the tribe is not involved and not involved so much so that you have to stay at your camp and you're sending your two people off via boat. I like this. This isn't something that we often see in Survivor. Like, I can't think of another instance where there's a challenge where you nominate two people, they go off separately, and they have a challenge. I I know for sure there are times where it's like you elect someone and they get to go spy on the other camp or get to go visit the other camp. Totally. Or they get to go... Remember there was that one... Uh, season where they each tribe sent like the youngest member or something and they met at like this overnight and had this like fancy like comfortable overnight and then had to like redistribute tribes or some some shit like that strictly talking about you pick two people they're competing in immunity that immunity will affect your whole tribe because you'll go to tribal yeah if you lose I don't, I don't know if that was ever a thing. Yes. Now, this, this is the moment where I have a direct quote from Lorette, which you mentioned earlier that she's like, okay, we need to listen to each other better. She specifically says, listen this time and do what's expected. Yes. Which comes off like such a fucking cop. I, uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, we both wondered if there are possible racial undertones to that, but, like, even... And I feel like it was directed at Mandela, because Mandela yes. and Grant are the two elected to be sent off. I agree. Um, Even if it's not... Or, yeah, even if it's not directed at Mandela, it, it like, it is a very cop. Do what's expected of you. That's like Listen set, this time and do what's and yeah. do what's expected. That is like real cop. Did talk. I earlier say Lorette was gonna take it? You did. Fuck that. Hey, fuck that, Lorette. She probably will take it, but fuck that noise. Fuck the police. I mean, Lorette I mean, like, is like the most digestible but... version of the police, and still fuck her. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, neither of us choose chose to fuck I her. I said I'd marry her. Yeah, what are you fucking or, doing? No, I said I'd fuck her and marry Hine. Oh yeah, you were gonna fuck her. Well, so mean, you are saying fuck her. Yes. Damn. Okay. Um. So I do have a note here that Angela, she's very, very worried for Hine. Yeah. He's injured. He's out. He's not going to be competing. She's they, worried if they do not win, Hine will go home. They're sending the uh, 
Ebon is sending Dyke and Urshad, and Bajau kind of knows that, and they're sending Grant and Mandela, and just the very fact that Hein isn't being chosen is a statement. Big, strong Hein, it, like, oh, it should be Hein and Mandela. The fact that you're sending Grant instead of Hein, that, that is a big statement. It is. And uh, I think Mandela sees this moment as his potential comeback. His yeah. moment to wrest power away from Angela and Hein. And a moment to prove that he is he is necessary. If Mandela doesn't play this moment right. He's going home. Hein, Over Hein, I think. Hein will re-emerge as the power player of the mm-hmm. tribe. Hein will go into the merge as a power player. Because Grant was pissed off at Mandela before um, mm-hmm. Hein got injured and Grant focused. Because Grant's always trying to get off the bigger man. Grant is a mercenary. Which, like, is stupid, Grant. Grant. You should be keeping these men as your protectors because once they're all gone, people are going to see what you fucking are, man. (laughs) A worm. A worm and a man that's kind of strong. I don't hate Grant as much as you do. But the thing is that I do think is interesting is uh, we talked about Iban possibly throwing it to vote off Urshad. The thing to do is maybe for Mandela to consider throwing it so they can vote off Hein. Mm, I don't think Mandela would ever consider throwing a challenge. I don't think he would either. Like, I don't think it's even in his, like... I agree. I it, it, he wouldn't even, like, it wouldn't even be something he could consider because it's not something he would ever think of to, like, not give 100%. I completely agree. I'm just thinking, and I don't even like the concept of throwing. I don't know how I feel about that as a scheme in Survivor overall. Because I do always think of, like, the challenges as a separate thing that you should just go hard Mm -hmm. on. You shouldn't, like, strategically be like, oh, hey, I'll let, like... In We're an endurance this, one, yeah. I'm gonna let you win if we, because of some agreement between us. Like I hate that, but if we are just because it came up, if anyone is going to consider throwing it, Mandela should maybe consider. Uh, there's this momentum right now to get Hein out. Hein is injured. If if ever if I can if I can like have the challenge not go our way and we have to vote someone off and it's not apparent that I did that, Grant, me and Grant. That alone, that's I, you're shaking your head, but I think like Mandela could strike while the iron is hot. Well, fucking give me your thoughts. Why? <laughs> I, and it can't just be Mandela would never do that. No, because... my thoughts are not that. My thoughts are that Mandela has fucked up on the last two challenges. He has fucked it up for the tribe on the last two challenges. If he's one of the two guys sent to go do this challenge and mm. he fucks it up for them, yeah. He is gone, regardless of how uh, Hein is. Because Hein will be like, no, I'm okay. I can do this. Yeah. Which Hein will say. Even to buy himself one are, more week. Yeah. yeah. Mandela would fuck himself over because the tribe right now does not believe in Mandela. Yeah. Hein is a bigger you're like right. question no, mark. You're right. But they don't believe in Mandela. And Mandela so, doesn't have the mm-hmm. the good the goodwill of having yeah. provided for the yep. tribe. Even before the challenge, he's like. I really want this, guys. Like, I, I really want to win this. I'm hungry Lorette for this. Fucking th- I mean, I take her, like, listen this time and do what's expected as, like, a you better listen this time. You better do what's expected. Yeah. No, I mean, okay. I, I agree. 
Yeah, that's the correct rebuttal. Yes. If Mandela were to do that, he would he'd put a big target on his own back. There's no way to quote unquote throw the challenge without, mm -hmm. especially when it's just too Grant. Real. You yeah. and Grant, who's yeah. already not keen on keeping any other men around. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So I, yeah, I think we're ready to hop into immunity. So heading to the challenge, it is Grant and Mandela, Dyke and Ashard, and they meet up with uh, Marky Mark. Mr. Mark Bailey. Marky Mark. Who I, I do enjoy the shots of Mark Bailey, you know, across the South African waters. One leg up. Approaching the challenge. Lunge. So... It's a two-on-two challenge, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's water-based once again. Who do you think would have been another... Okay. Well, let's describe what they have to do first. Okay. They have to swim down. They have to untie a treasure chest. They then have to pull... They have to hoist up the chest through, like, a hole. The chest is underwater. It has a rope tied to it. You untie it. Then you have to pull it up through a hole in like a wooden platform, platform that you're standing on. And apparently the chest has sand and is full of water because there is a hole in it for a flag. It must be heavy as fuck. Heavy as fuck. Then you have to swim down, find a saw. You have to saw through this wooden mast. Now, the saw, I don't know if you noticed this, the saw is tied onto the pole. It's tied onto the pole. But initially, it's tied onto the pole, kind of hanging above the bottom of the ocean floor. Yes. And if you then let it go, the rope is long enough that it can drop all the way down. But you just have to grab the rope. Yes, if you're thinking. If you're thinking. Which will come into play. Okay. Um, <laughs> you have to saw through the mast, and then that will then you'll have the flag. You have to swim up, put the flag into the chest. And then you win. Once your flag is raised, you win. So it's all about... Holding your breath and brute force. Few things that stood out to me. I like the moment where after Mark explains the challenge, Mando's like, just another day in the office. Yeah. Kind of and a what a beautiful moment. office it is. Yes. Good Mark Bailey impression. <laughs> what a beautiful office it is. Kind of yours slipped into Lawrence Cheney mode. Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. God, I fucking wish Lawrence Cheney hosted Survivor <laughs> South Africa. So I don't know why he would, but I wish it was the case. That would be great. Um, That would be great. Just like this is kind of an interesting mix-up that I enjoy. Something starts happening here cinematography-wise or editing-wise yes. that I absolutely love. As they're is, getting ready for the challenge. We get a split screen. We have the two people from each tribe preparing for the challenge on the other side of the split screen. Someone from their tribe that is back at their tribe, at their camp, talking about how they're feeling about it. Feels like such an just a fun format break that I really loved. It's definitely something that I don't think I've ever really seen in a Survivor, being that we haven't really seen a lot of challenges like this. Um, but also something that like, yeah, just mixes things up a little bit, gets, gets you surprised, adds a new element. And that's always fun. It just feels new and interesting as you, oh, what is this thing that they're doing? And it's such a minor thing. You know, it's not anything 
crazy. No. It's just an editing choice that feels completely out of the normal. Feels really unique. Yeah, out of something that they don't normally choose to do. A slightly stylized choice. Totally. So, Grant and Mandela and Dyke and Ashard are good to go. Who would you think should have, or could have, if you had to kick one of these men out of each tribe, who would you have chosen as a replacement? Okay. Um. So on the Grant and Dyke team, I think I would keep Dyke because he's like, especially last week. Grant and Dyke are not together. No. Grant and Mandela. Okay. And there's Shard and Dyke. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> on so the Grant on... and Dyke team, I'd keep Dyke. <laughs> and on the Ashard and Mandela team, I'd, I'd keep Ashard. Uh, between Ashard and Mandela, you think I'm... Well, but then you're choosing one from each tribe, so... I'm keeping <laughs> Lawrence Chaney. Um, just kidding. And Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> on the Dyke Ashard team, uh-huh. I'm definitely kicking Ashard off. Buy a shard. And then I guess I have ladies to choose from to replace Amanda them. or Angela. Angie? I'm going to go Amanda. Angie. Between the Not two Angela. of them, she seems Angie. a little bit more solid, a little stronger. I think Dyke and Amanda would be a pretty solid team in this challenge. I agree with Between that. Between Mandela and Grant, I'm definitely going to lose Grant between the two of them. And you know what? Knowing what this challenge is, I, I maybe I would fucking throw Hein in there. Like, they were borderline contemplating sending Hein. I think they they were worried about him having to run. I think he would have performed. I know, like, swimming might have tweaked his ankle a little bit. But as far as, like, pulling up that chest, I think he would have been... I think generally he would have done just fine. But do you think he would have done well at hoisting himself back onto that platform? It's all upper body strength. Yeah, I think it would have been fine. Okay. It would hurt his ankle for a second when he yeah. touches down on it, but no more than just standing on it. Kicking Pulling, might be hard. Kicking your way down to the Swimming soft. would be the hardest part, but I'm thinking like, okay, your ankle hurts, but you're also in water. Like, it's not half... Like, they're worried about him having to run, and it's not yeah. anything like running. No, it's not at all. I think I would swap out Grant for Hyde. I was thinking swap out Grant maybe for Lorette. Lorette has proved to be a strong swimmer. She wouldn't do well at pulling up the chest, but she would do great at fucking sawing the... Mm. And I feel like She's Mandela like... is such a strong... But I guess you do need someone pretty equal to well, you. I don't know. Maybe you're right about Lorette because Mandela's all brute strength. Lorette can certainly hold her own. Yeah. Like, probably as well as Grant can. Almost. And she's like... I think she has something that that mandala lacks is like thinking very clearly under pressure and i think she would have done really well she maybe would have done the best at sawing through the mast while underwater because what ends up happening is fucking urshad like dyke drops the saw yeah and lets it just fall and urshad doesn't have the wherewithal to do what you said and start at the pole with the rope and just pull, pull the, the saw, saw up. up. He goes searching for it and it fucks his tribe up. It does. But also, like, I have in my notes, Dyke 
the last shot of Dyke being like, oh, fuck, I really got to get it or else At we're going to lose. Challenge where Dyke is just holding onto the pole, fucking sawing the hell out of it. Where the fuck was that the whole time, Dyke? So what That's how a, you start the fucking saw challenge. What becomes an issue is not staying underwater long enough while to do sawing, anything. Doing like popping under, sawing a little, popping back up and trading off and doing too much trade off and not enough. Because and like you have to imagine that they're they're tired, that they're, they're battling exhaustion. So you, it's not like it's I not can, like this is fresh seawater or anything. This is fucking salt water well, you're in well, and shit even, too. Even more so, like I'm not able to like <gasps> take a full on breath mm. because I'm panting and trying to catch my breath. You know what I mean? Like and sitting there treading until it's your turn. Exactly. Too. So like you're not able to fully take a breath to then dive under. And I suppose at that last moment, under the pressure, he's like, he's really going for it. But I do think if Just they were... Just wrap your legs around that shit, fucking... If you're ah. thinking strategically, there's like, there's initial like, this is the most strength I have. I'm going to like latch myself onto the pole and saw away at it for like a good amount of time to get a lead. That would be the thing to do. And Absolutely. I think Lorette would have done that. I think so too. So yeah, but they um, Bajal does end up winning. So Grant and Mandela kicking it off. And this this saved Hine. This saved Hine. It also saved Mandela. It showed Mandela's value. I mean it. It's like the the ultimate move would be if Mandela could have lost in a way that he could pivot it into voting Hine off, but with that not really being an option. Yeah. I think this is the best outcome for Mandela. Oh, for sure. He proves but... his worth. He saves himself. He saves Hein. But he comes out looking like a stronger player. Maybe more as like someone you want to throw your weight behind. Yeah. Yeah. You know who this didn't work out for? Fucking Rashard. Not at all. Dude is going the fuck home, and I d- bet. Well, his tribe hates him. <laughs> they fucking hate him. It's like dyke tolerates him but like dyke can pivot to just being buddy buddy with angela and amanda at any time so hardly and knows he's getting back with his buddy hein soon and urshad doesn't have that option he has like dyke is his biggest ally and dyke is like he's an ally because you're both two dudes on the same tribe so when a shard and dyke come back and show that they have lost it is very, very clear to Rashad that he is going home. Like, at best, it would be two to two, but you know that Dyke's not about to play that game. Rashad, like, refers to Amanda and Angela as bosom buddies. He refers to them as bosom buddies. We've talked about the Tom Hanks show already. Fuck that. Well, and, like, here's the thing. Urshard, he always, he, like, he fucking, he calls himself out. He reveals his true colors. His whole thing is, like, you know everything is how it is the game played out as it played out the only thing i can't fucking come to terms with is losing to amanda and angie Hmm. i can't stand to lose to them the two ladies on your tribe and Hmm. he's butted and like i get that he's butted heads with them but and there's something to be said for a person's edit but when you always come across like the asshole 
when you always come across like the person who doesn't really know what's going on and when it's speaking out of turn. When you always come across as the person who doesn't like women. Yeah, maybe maybe that's just something on you, Urshard. Maybe. Well, anything else? I just like this challenge, losing it, it's haunting him. He he he's going I, I can't imagine anyone no, else going. No way. There's no possible way. Even the lead up to tribal, there's no working going there's no on. Con- there's I think Ashard no... walks with Dyke one time and they have like a slight conversation, but it's like or, but Dyke is even just like hey, you know, Sorry, like man. it's it's yeah, no, he's not. I don't feel like he's even like pretending. No, that he's not. It's like he's not. Playing. Well, the girls aren't gonna switch. There's so... four of us, and yeah. two of them are very decidedly. They. Like, I'm not going to they, rocks yeah. for you, fucker. There's four of us, <laughs> but... and two of them fucking hate you. So what do you think is gonna happen? Right. Well, like we're friendly out of circumstance, but we're because not. Because we're the only dudes around here, and they're <laughs> hanging out. But yeah, I'm not about to save you. So we're going to go watch Tribal, although it seems like for a mute point, and then we will be back to let you know. Bye, Ashard. Welcome back. Well, thanks. So we're talking about Mm. Tribal. Tribal. The first question that Mark asked was, do you think wisdom of your age comes into play? And it's like, what the kind of fucking question is that, man? It's the type of question. It's like far out of left field. Sorry. I feel like Mark is privy to the footage that's been captured. He's aware of the dynamics going on behind the scenes. He's asking a question that is designed to get the response that it does. That is like to pit the tribe against her shot to cast her shot as like, kind of like the younger inexperienced juvenile player. Like they, you know, this, like they were calling him the stepchild. I yeah. think he's well aware that that dynamic has been in play. I think that there's this moment between Amanda and Urshard during Tribal where, like, Amanda kind of condescends Urshard as far as, like, how he is and who he is and how he needs to, like, listen more. And he, like, hops into conversations. and Impulsive. Yeah. And even Mark kind of calls out that that is a condescending moment from Amanda toward Ashard. And Ashard's response is like, oh, she's always doing that. And, like, that's been part of my strategy to just, like, hold my tongue and let that happen. Which is interesting because, I mean, it's funny to be at the point that you're at and at the tribal that you're at and to say that my strategy has just been to let Amanda insult me. And, I mean, because you're you're about to be voted off. I mean, he also, I mean, he says like, it wasn't a good strategy. He straight up says that. Yeah. But like, yeah. Um, and Amanda just like, comes back. Like, I thought I was being helpful. Like I thought I was giving you some wisdom that maybe you youngster didn't have. And but you were being condescending. I mean, I don't even think it, there's like, not even that much of a, an actual age gap between Urshard and Amanda, at least as far as I'm aware. But Urshard, he is so, I mean, there's even a moment where he interrupts Mark, I feel like, during this tribal. Mark is saying something and Urshard, like, gets the gist of what Mark is saying, gets impatient, and talks over the tail end of what Mark is saying to, like, finish his sentence and give his thoughts. And maybe Urshard is just too much of, like, a young dude, you know, 
ripping at the bull to fucking get his comments in to prove himself that he is, you know, intelligent and knows what's going on and has some strategy that he's walking all over people in the process. I've never heard that term. Ripping at the bull? No. It's maybe something I just drunkenly threw off the cuff I love here. it. I fucking adore it. I'm just ripping at the bull today. It is nonsensical. <laughs> so, it's pretty clear that Ashard is going home. Can I ask you? Okay. So, during Sorry. all this conversation, Mark Bailey asks dyke if he's kind of the peacemaker of the tribe and dyke quickly is like oh yeah yeah for sure which i i never pegged dyke as the peacemaker no i would never peg dyke as that whatsoever it's i mean i think he is i don't think he's the peacemaker i think amanda and angela are buddy buddy dyke is aware that urshard is the odd man out He's trying to ingratiate himself to the other two as much as possible until the merge, which is probably next episode. I hope so. And he's like... Dyke with these two women would not be a good episode. <laughs> no, he's not the peacemaker. He's not like smoothing things out between no, Urshard and Amanda all. and Angela. It's the three of them versus Urshard. And Dyke Most just of the time. And then sometimes to be... Dyke will like talk to Ashard behind their back like, oh, I understand. But, well, but he's not scheming with him. He's just the most sympathetic ear of the three of them. Yeah, for sure. So it comes down to Urshard gets voted off. And he, <laughs> there's this moment where he says, I'll say one word. Be careful. Right. <laughs> Fucking two words, Urshard. He says, I'll say one word. Be careful. Dyke is a threat. Look out for him. <laughs> He's a dangerous player. You shouldn't have voted me off. I had a lot of potential. One word. <laughs> he no. really only said be careful, but <laughs> still not one word, man. That's It's funny that the, the episode doesn't call him <laughs> on it at all, except for like the edit clearly choose one word. Be careful. Like, <laughs> Urshard, you look like a fucking idiot like you have throughout the season. For sure. So, <coughs> goodness, I just need some water. Um, Urshard goes home. We've got a tribe of three. It's got to be merge. You think merge time? I think absolutely merge next episode. For sure. Super ready for that. All right. So we will see you next Monday. Can't wait.